1: It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Belue Show, only on The Fan.
2: It's Buck time. Oh, wait a minute. It's Buck time. Buck Belue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We appreciate you coming in and hanging out. 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on The Fan. And we are live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery, Atlanta. And it was bow time. Bo jangles out in the break room. by uh, That Cajun filet biscuit. Woo! Woo! Man, that was good this morning. Hopefully your Thursday's off to a great start. The gang's back together again. Road Dog back in town from Tallahassee. Road dog getting all kind of exposure last night on the ACC network. I was watching the dogs and the Seminoles, and Road Dog all over the TV screen. But I'm thinking his head hit the pillow around three four a.m. and he's already in at work. Imagine that.
3: A lot more fun after a win, though. At least Man, big yeah, win for the dogs. Well, that
2: was yeah, fun. that was in jeopardy for a while. Slow start. but... Yeah, and all jacked game. up, uh, ready to go for this championship weekend. Got the Pac-12 title game coming up tomorrow night. Plus all that high school football semifinal action. So we'll have some football tomorrow night. And then Saturday, championship weekend. So we get ready for Georgia and Alabama. Man, that's going to be awesome. I can hardly wait. 10 o'clock hour on the fan is uh, brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust. Save 50 bucks off your next plumbing service. More information at DupreePlumbing.com. They are awesome, is what they are. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit Beaver Toyota of Coming. Com and see what WOW really means. Download the app now in the Apple app and Google Play stores. Fucks. Big Take. Yeah, let's get to the big take. Well, the college football playoff committee has one job. One, select the four best teams on Sunday afternoon. Not the four best Resumes. It's simple. The four best teams. Allow me to be real. I don't trust this committee to be able to determine who the best four teams are. I don't trust them. It is a 13-person committee, and 10 of the 13 have no coaching experience. Zero. Zero. There are eight athletic directors on this 13-person committee, a business owner, and a professor, but not one college football analyst, not one. So I don't expect this group to get it right. Politics are involved. Expect some anti-SEC bias. Go ahead and expect that. This group is big on the advanced analytics. They couldn't pass an eye test if their life depended on it. It's a joke is what it is. Now, my eye test tells me that the top four teams going into this weekend are Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and Alabama. Forget about the resume. Forget about the advanced analytics and the idea that the two-time defending champion Georgia Bulldogs, who have won 29 games in a row, could be excluded if they slip up and lose to Bama. So Oregon or Washington could get in. This is outrageous. Boo Corrigan and the majority of this committee would not know elite level football if it hit him in the head. Bill Hancock running the committee, nice young and a nice man enjoyed dinner with Bill a few years back. And they are uh, you may have heard boo Corrigan saying that they're focused on the four best teams. Bill Hancock uh, a year or two ago on the record is saying the committee was focused on identifying the four best teams. I think they're lying to us. Just take a, a look at last year. TCU getting in over Alabama. And there's the big take. Brought to you by Dayco Systems, heating and air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned Dayco Systems at DaycoSystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. So we got nine athletic directors on this 13-person committee. And look, I, I know these athletic directors, I know a few of them, they know how to set a budget. They don't even know who to hire when a head coaching job opens up. They've got to get a search committee involved to identify who the best candidate is to come in and be their coach for whatever sport it is. So I don't trust them to identify who's playing elite-level football. That's just me. And I don't think I'm alone. I think even Kirk Herbstreet's on the, the boat here.
4: They're not supposed to do the right thing. Their job is to put the best four teams in the playoff. Now, again, it's subjective. Who you think and I think are the best four are different. And that's fine. But that's what that group is supposed to do. Not,
2: what do we think about ratings? It's, that's bull. Put the
5: best oh. four teams
2: in the game. Oh, wow, Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, so there you go. Um, the show's underway now. <laughs> and DT, you're uh, you take the opposite position on this one. You want to see the resume and advanced analytics and... And maybe the teams that you don't see get in there most of the time get in. Uh, no. Well, th- that's not what I've said. Um, I just
3: think that the body of work has to stand. And uh, to to not put an undefeated conference champion is just not right. Um, and I know – and I want to use the word well, fair because nothing's not, it's not supposed to, to be right. fair. And I, and I understand what yeah. Herbie's saying. I just fundamentally disagree. I think the resume, the body of work has to stand. Um it's almost as if, and we talk about like uh, the quarterback for for Florida State. If if, if it's almost automaker, no, uh, Jordan Travis yeah. going down, and it's it's uh, it's as if what if if we had the old way of going where it simply was just the AP Yeah the sports writers. They, 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 exactly, the, they and I'm Tate, not saying not saying that title. was cra- exactly. So this is how silly that it is. What if he got hurt on the last game? and then at the end of the season this, this, the sports writers have to say yeah they're undefeated they were up high but because they lost their quarterback they're not the best team so we're going to drop them down in our final rankings that's not for anyone to determine that the body well, of what, what you've done on the tell field, me that
2: Alabama's the 8th best team in the country right no, now no i'm, not. I'm vehemently uh, but they lost to Texas idea.
3: they lost to Texas and they're not going to be ahead of them the head to head has to matter what you've done well, look, on the texas team texas and has alabama
2: has should be ahead of oregon right now
3: well, that's fine. That's your opinion. Okay,
5: I don't disagree. I don't with that. know about I Oregon. I, and think, I think
3: Oregon. I, I agree with.
5: Yeah, go ahead. I, that's a tough one. I I think you could put all three of them in front of FSU, and FSU is an undefeated team that could potentially win their uh, conference. But I don't know if I. I mean, I I love those three together. A, you said it
2: would be Florida State in there, but if you did the eye test, you would have uh, Alabama and Texas. Yeah, I would, don't disagree. And down, if if that's I mean, the case, take down Florida State big time.
3: If that's the case, then Georgia's
2: already in. If or into if 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 if. if all
3: you're going to do is put the best teams in. I don't think anybody's going to disagree, unless Georgia loses by 35 on Saturday. That Georgia's not one of the best teams in the country. But here's your chance. You got to win and get in. Florida State's got their chance. Win and get in. Oregon's got their chance. Win and get in.
2: I want to see the four best teams going at. it.
3: I, and I don't disagree. I do want to see better matchups. And luckily, we're going to get that. You're this is the both last sides, one. brother. No, I, I know, and I want to see the best teams. You're putting words in my mouth. I, I do want to see, see. I, I want to see the best games. Of, I want to uh, see the teams that deserve to be there. I don't want to
2: see a business leader on the committee. I don't want to see a professor. I would like to on see the committee. Some, some I don't necessarily yeah. want to see athletic directors on the committee because, again, I'm not sure they know what good elite football
5: is. I agree, especially when you have the Michigan athletic director on there right now. I mean, seriously, I mean, you do have Jim Grobe, so you do have at least that yeah. former coach on well, there. He's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one. So. It's weird how they put that together, and and the group that they I don't trust compile. I don't either. And and you can't tell me that there's not biases. I mean, people, they're they're
2: human. I'm tired of seeing the SEC in there.
5: They're human. There is bias when it comes to you putting in your vote. And I don't care if you have to withdraw yourself when you're you're talking about your team or voting on your team. Uh, You're going to probably do what's best for your school when you submit your final paper, whether that's putting someone down the list further than they need to be or your team higher. Hey, quickly, I wanted to dive into some of this Carson
2: Beck talk that's going on. I was reading Mike Griffith yesterday, Dog Nation, AJC.com, and Griffith uh, talking about Carson Beck in Georgia negotiating a financial incentive NIL package that would keep him at Georgia for the 2024 season. And reportedly, if you believe Matt Rule, the coach at Nebraska, who's saying that the cost for a top quarterback – Uh, at least in the transfer portal, would be $1 to $2 million a year. And you look at the status level of Carson Beck and what he's done this year and how he's led Georgia to where they are right now, that Beck, as far as the NIL package, would be $1 to $2 million. Negotiating that right now with the University of Georgia. Now, a couple of thoughts. I hope Carson is completely focused on beating Alabama Saturday. But wouldn't he? It's only human to be thinking about the money at this point. Well, we're we're busy negotiating one to two million dollars to get me to come back and be the quarterback for the dogs next season. Now, how could you not occasionally be thinking about that? I want total focus on Alabama's defense. It's got to be a little bit of a distraction. And I heard the locker room show coming in today. Traffic wasn't too bad, by the way. But I heard them coming down today. And I believe, I don't have any inside information. I had not talked to Carson here over the last few weeks. I have not seen him. Uh, I don't have any inside info on this. But I believe Carson Beck is coming back. That's what I believe. There's some talk about him winning the national title, jumping to the NFL draft, and going pro. As I hear a lot of people saying, hey, man, you going pro? Is Carson going pro? I believe Carson's coming back, and here's my reasoning on that. If he comes out in this loaded draft, it has got all these quality quarterbacks in there. I've I've talked about it here recently. We're talking about 10 to 12 guys that are going to be highly thought of coming into this NFL draft, 10 to 12 of them. It is a crowded room when it comes to the quarterbacks. And that is one reason, I believe, to come back, and play another year at Georgia, and then come out, and you have a higher status level going into the next draft. Selected higher, get more guaranteed money, the contract's bigger. If he came out this year, if he went in the first round, it'd be toward the end of the first round, I would think, would be the ceiling for Carson Beck. Right now, uh, you got Mel Kuyper junior He's got him number five on his big board. And I think that would translate somewhere between 20 and 32, somewhere in there. And we're talking about a four-year deal, $13 million, $7 million signing bonus. I mean, that's great money, obviously. But to me, it's more than just the money. I mean, if Carson Beck jumped into this upcoming draft, he would go to a better team, which is in the long run is a good thing but he's going to be sitting there and he's going to be watching somebody else play the game. He's going to be on the bench. You come back to Georgia, you are playing uh, with a program that's going to win big. You're in a tremendous offensive system with outstanding coaching. You're going to have an awesome offensive line and tremendous playmakers around you. You're going to have a running game and you're going to have an opportunity to thrive and win big. And you're going to make what? Two million dollars? Two million bucks? I think Beck's coming back, regardless what happens the rest of the way. Do you want to watch or do you want to play? I want to play. I don't want to stand on the sideline watching somebody else out there playing. Plus, he gets to come back to campus, uh, I assume, finish up the degree and uh, hang out with a few more of those gorgeous women walking around campus. Or do you want to go to work every day of the week? A lot of benefit for Carson to come back. All right, coming up next, we're going to hang with Musa Smith, man, one of my favorite Georgia running backs through the years. Talk to him about... Milton and Edwards and the impact they can make against Alabama. We're going to bounce around some of these other championship games. And eventually, I promise, we're going to get to the Falcons today, DT. We're getting to the Falcons. You got the Buck
0: show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
6: Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer.
2: Got the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. Hey, everybody. Watch it online. It's really exciting. is posing for those those yeah posing there for everybody get that fan mobile app listen anywhere anytime and want to invite you to hang out with chuck and Chernoff today we're going to be broadcasting live beginning at two at the buffalo wild wings dawsonville highway and gainesville for the atlanta football feast fan promo team's going to be hanging out until 8 p.m they're going to walk you right up to kickoff with great prize giveaways courtesy of more than sports not a better place to be on Thursdays this football season than at Buffalo Wild Wings Sports Bar. Stop in today. <clears throat> Hopefully, Chuck and Turnoff will return the favor and encourage people to listen to the Buck and Buck Baloo show uh, weekdays 10 to 11 here on the fan. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable early. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of
1: the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25 20, bars Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent.
4: And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ballgame.
1: Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
2: Joining us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line, one of the Bulldog greats, legendary Musa Smith, checking in, hanging out with us today. Musa, you got to be proud to be a member of RBU, right? UGA, RBU, all these great running backs that have come through Athens, and you're right there in the middle of it, brother.
4: Well, man, and I'm slowly getting pushed out. These these young pups are um, something else, and they're special, man. I enjoy watching them run, especially uh, Kendall Millen coming on very strong at the end of the season. He's running possessed, so I'm very, very, uh, very happy. And uh, love I love watching the boys run
2: the ball, man. And I'm telling you, a lot of people, a lot of Bulldog fans enjoyed watching you pound that rock. And, you know, I see some similarities there with, with you and Milton. He's he's knocking that thing up in there, man. He's taking it to the tackler. I, I see him attacking the tackler more than they're attacking him. And, boy, it's great to see him healthy and running the rock. He's, he's averaging over six yards a carry here the last three games.
4: And it, it's definitely something special. He's running possessed. He's running behind his pad. He's running with, you know, with, with purpose. And, yes, he's bringing, the, he's bringing the fight to the defense and the, uh, the, the, the tacklers. And it's just special to see, man. It, it's special to see him take the game to the next level and really just, like you said, be healthy and just run with confidence and inflict, um, you know, the pain on uh, the defense.
2: And he's getting some holes in there, too, man. They're knocking some people off the ball and giving him a little run, uh, room there at the line of scrimmage to hit that hole hard. And I tell you, I wanted to get your take on Dejan Edwards, too. Rugged running style. Got to see him play a little high school football. And uh, he has taken that to Athens. And I tell you, the, the big improvement I've seen with him is is he's become a really good receiver out of the backfield, which is something he's worked really hard on. What do you like about Edwards' style?
4: I love Edwards' style because he brings that patience to the game uh, from a running back standpoint, and his footwork is really impeccable. Um, but his patience is something else, uh, allowing the block to actually establish, allowing the run play to actually establish, and just using his God-given ability. Um, Dejon has been—he's been solid. He's been solid for us all year long. He's going to continue to be solid going into the SEC championship and then, you know, making this run for the three-peat. But Dajon is something special. I, I love watching him play and uh, run the rock. Two different styles and love it both. It's a great combination of a two-headed monster.
2: Musa, so what are you thinking about the the system now? It, now it's more we're going to have uh, a duo. We're going to have two running backs. They're going to share the load and, of course, they, they sell them on the fact, look, you, there's going to be a lot of tread on the tire when you hit the NFL. It's not like back uh, when we were giving that ball to Herschel about 40 times a game. You're going to share the load. <laughs> what, what do you think about this new trend?
4: I, I, the new trend is it, it is what it is, and it's actually really good. I like it because you just have two different styles. You can, you can have a more complex uh, offense. And you can utilize that, and especially with the Bulldogs. I mean, we have so many weapons on offense. It's just like, where, where do we spread the love? I mean, Brock Bowers being, you know, the, the number one guy getting the, um, getting the ball. Um, and then just the supporting cast, Bell, Rah-Rah, um, and all of them. I can't even think of all of them right now. Clad McConkie. I mean, these guys are special. This offense is special. The offense is And when we're clicking on all four cylinders, it is very, very hard to stop us. Um, and it's just something special, man. It, it truly is. And the, the running backs, having that two-headed monster, I mean, you see it in the league now as well. It, it, it's something that is it, needed. And again, having specialties and relying on certain players' strengths and everything just opens up your offensive uh, book.
2: SEC title game on Saturday, Georgia and Alabama. Another uh, looks like it's going to be another classic matchup. Alabama and Jalen Milroe. What, what, what have you thought about Milroe Watching his progression, man, he's playing at a high level coming into this game.
4: He's definitely, he's definitely something special. He, he's a different type of beast. I mean, that we were, I was talking to the fellas in the office here, and his, his feet. He is a problem. He's definitely a problem. And he he can throw that deep ball. Uh, He has progressively gotten better over the season. Um, And it's just something that we have to contain. We have to contain him. And we can't let him have too many big plays. Um, That's something that the defense has to do. We have to really game plan around him. And it's one of those things. It's just like you watch him run. And if, like, if you're not watching the TV and you don't know who's running the ball, you think it's a running back. And he gets up the, the way that he's built and everything. He runs the ball like a running back. He's not afraid to put it down his shoulder and, and, and give it to somebody. So it's something that we definitely have to game plan and uh, just keep him contained and not have uh, too many big plays from him, especially from his feet.
2: Musa, what about uh, RBU, uh, Running Back University here in the list, the long list of Georgia running backs that you're a part of? uh, You know, I mentioned Herschel. uh, These guys like Hurst and Hampton and Robert Edwards and Worley and Moreno and Chubb and Gurley and Michelle and Swift. And you're right there in the middle of that group uh, that have uh, played at such a high level for the Georgia Bulldog program. Who are some of the guys that you've gotten to know, uh, formed a friendship with? Uh, who are some of the guys you've enjoyed watching play the game at Georgia?
4: I love watching all the guys. I mean, uh, Swift, Gurley, uh, Chubb. Uh, you, I mean, just to be – I'm blessed and honored just to be named amongst these guys. They all have very special talents or have special talents. Recently, I just, recently in the last year, I've gotten to know uh, Worley. A little bit uh, more and just hear his stories and whatnot so it's very special but man it's uh it is definitely running back you. we have a strong bloodline of dogs that can just absolutely carry that rock and carry the team on their back and it, it's very special to watch and just absolutely love it just pure admiration of those guys and the work ethic that they have and what they're actually displaying and, and their performance on the field
2: you had a great run at Georgia before you hit the NFL and played a lot of football for the Ravens. And You know, when somebody brings your name up, I immediately, my first thought goes to the Sugar Bowl against Florida State. 23 carries, I think around 150 yards. Had to be the MVP that day. What, reflect back on that victory uh, over Florida State there in that Sugar Bowl.
4: I just remember going down to New Orleans, never been there, you know, coming from Pennsylvania and not really traveling in the United States and whatnot. So it, it was a very special moment. And we had that build up. You know, Mark Rick came in, coming, uh, taking over from Donna. And we just had that build up over the two years. And we knew something was special going on that year, especially making it to the SEC, beating Arkansas in the SEC championship game, and then, you know, making it down to uh, the Sugar Bowl. And it was something that was, it was something that just really stands out in my mind. We just had that that absolute belief confidence, but also we had to buy in. And that buy in took a little while with uh Coach Rick. And so just from a player standpoint and uh you know, the locker room, we we knew we had something special. And so we wanted to capitalize on it and we went down there and we got that W against uh FSU.
5: Gotta be
2: impressed with what Kirby Smart's doing, right?
4: Oh, it's 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 unbelievable, man. He definitely has the blueprint. Um, he, you know, hats off to Saban. He's learned that he learned a lot from Saban, and now he's doing it over here at uh, UGA. And um, I'm just glad the the the, <laughs> the tide, so to speak, has actually turned, and um, we're actually in that number one spot. As long as we can actually just keep doing what we're doing, first handle uh, Bama this weekend and then just uh, make that run for a three-peat and just make history. I mean, we already have, but to really cement, um, you know, the dog nation and the titles that we're bringing to the university, and man, they're on the brink of something special. And I, and I, know, I know Coach uh, Kirby is really just keeping those guys focused on the task at hand, taking it one day at a time, one practice at a time, and one game at a time, and not overlooking your opponent. And just full throttle for four quarters, and that is something special because that's the two-stroke difference um, that you see amongst uh, elite teams. Is that they do not stop, they do not overlook their opponents or anything, and they just keep doing what they do. And so it it's, it truly is amazing. I'm going to be at the game this weekend, and it's Go Dogs, and we're going to get those damn uh those Bam-er boys uh, one more time. <laughs>
2: Musa man, I always respected you, and it's been really cool to get to know you a little bit this football season. Thanks so much for making time for us today.
4: Absolutely, thank you for having me, and uh, God bless and go Doc, baby.
2: Musa Smith, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Great having Musa on. Musa living here locally. He's uh, got a young family, three daughters, I believe it is. So yeah, he's Musa's a busy man. Telling you, and he ran that ball tough back in the day. Hey, let's bounce around a little bit. We got some other big games going on out there. We are the college football voice of the South. 680 the fan. And we get a Friday night matchup in the Pac-12 championship game. Friday night, 8 o'clock. They're playing in Vegas, baby. Huskies and Ducks going at it in a rematch. Washington won the first game in Seattle, 36-33. Probably going to be the same type of back-and-forth action. See, both of these defenses are in a heap of trouble trying to deal with these offenses. So third down is going to be huge for these defenses. If you can get a couple of stops and prevent these offenses from having scoring drives, whether it's a field goal or touchdown, just two or three times during the course of the game, that might be the difference in winning and losing. Uh, looking forward to seeing the quarterback battle there. Uh, Pennix has been unbelievable this year, and he's got some big-time playmakers out on the perimeter. I think he's got a little bit of an advantage over Bo Nix there as far as the weapons. Keep an eye on that one. And really made up my mind on the score of the game. Right now, I'm leaning toward Washington. I see Oregon almost a 10-point favorite. In the game. Big 12 title game Saturday in Dallas, that high noon kickoff. Texas and Oklahoma State. Cowboys have been struggling. Lost to UCF. Remember that? Earlier this season, 42 points UCF beat them by. Quickly after they beat Oklahoma in <laughs> a bit of a shocker. Yeah. And then Texas going for their first Big 12 title in 14 seasons as they exit. That's, to me, that's hard to believe. That is That's exactly that what I was about so to say. That is so hard to believe, I know man. they
3: obviously haven't been the same program in the last few years. That seems like a long time.
2: Formula looks pretty simplistic for Texas. Just don't turn the ball over. And then neutralize... Ollie Gordon, who is really the whole Oklahoma State offense, he's a running back, Ollie Gordon. Control him. Play that run tough, which Texas has done all season long. And it looks like Texas will be uh, winning this one in blowout fashion, if you ask me. ACC championship game Saturday night, 8 o'clock in Charlotte. Florida State trying to win and get in. Taking on Louisville, who lost to Kentucky last week. Yeah, a lot of people expecting to see Louisville with the upset victory in this one. Not not me. Louisville, the last two games, their defense has given up 30-plus over the last two games. Keep an eye on that one. And Rodemaker, who, look, I'm biased. He's from Valdosta. He broke my passing records at Valdosta High, and I'm really—I was really pleased to see him do that. I'm—I'm I'm stunned that those records held up that long. A- so, really happy to see him do that a couple of years ago. But he's got—he's got a difference maker in Keon Coleman. Got to get him involved. Got to get him the football. This Knowles defense has been tough. They have not allowed 30 points the entire season. So I don't know why they're going to start now. I got Florida State winning this one. And then the Big Ten title game against Saturday night, 8 o'clock, in Indianapolis, Michigan, and Iowa, who can't score. Iowa could not score on the 680, the fan flag football team. So how do you think they're going to score on Michigan? who's playing a rugged defense. This looks like a blowout to me also. Michigan, a 23-point favorite in that one. There's a little uh, championship game breakdown for you there. And as far as the championship game we have here in Metro Atlanta, the big one downtown at MBS 680, the fans conference championship week, all the coverage you're hearing on 680. It's presented by Georgia's own credit union, new balance and Georgia, the Georgia department of behavioral health. And we've got the big tailgate going on too, brother. For the big game, uh, downtown Atlanta, the Harris-Cherokee Casino and Resort Tailgate Central. Big conference championship game tailgate. <sighs> that is a long title. Presented by Truist coming up Saturday before the big game at uh, MBS. And that is going down 1230 to 330. Marietta Street, corner of Marietta and Centennial, just two blocks from MBS. You can enjoy complimentary drinks from Corona, Modelo, Deep Eddy Vodka, Maker's Mark, and Duncan plus uh, munch on free eats and jive to music. By all that, you'll be a part of the best tailgate uh, in town. A lot of jiving going on down there. This is rain or shine, too. Rain expected this weekend, but it's not going to stop us from putting on a big show. Admission limited. You might want to get in now. Free tickets at 680thefan.com slash central. And want to thank a couple of the sponsors out there. Truest. Our presenting sponsor, uh, Batteries Plus, doing great work. We appreciate the honey baked ham. We're still munching on ours from Thanksgiving. And Gordo's Cheese Dips, uh, part of the sponsorship of our tailgate. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping, man? That transfer portal in college football. Holy cow. Have you seen all the quarterbacks jumping into the transfer portal? It opens up December the 4th, so early next week, and I assume we're going to be talking about some of this. Right now, since the end of the regular season, there's been over 170 players enter the transfer portal, looking to move on and get to a new place. And here's how big it is these days. FBS rosters. In 2019, the transfers were at 6.4%. And transfers earlier this year were at 20%. Talking about a huge jump. And it's only going to get bigger. Colorado led the way. Dion and like 69% of his team were transfers. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, 54%. Transfers that rebel team the least How about the Georgia Bulldogs five percent of the roster coming in were transfers Clemson I think they were uh, leading the way with not accepting transfers Dabo a three percent transfer rate on their roster and that quarterback position group 24 percent of the transfers out there in 2019 55% earlier this year. Uh, and you got Tyler Van Horn, Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami. He's uh, hit the transfer portal. Will Howard, K-State. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Max Johnson, AM. Looks like he's going to be going to North Carolina. Grayson McCall back in there out of coastal Carolina. Riley Leonard out of Duke. Looks like he's going to Notre Dame. And look, I like the freedom until we get to the impact. The unintended consequences are this. Less D1 opportunities for high school football players. I'll tell you, I was talking to Musa a couple weeks ago, and I'm not sure where he got this information, but he said scholarships to high school players are down 40%. 40%. Because of the transfer portal, impacting a lot of the opportunities for high schoolers with all this movement going on at the college level. And that's what's popping. Get ready for the transfer portal opening up. The curtains open up December the 4th. As promised, coming back on the other side, I've got the key to a victory for our Atlanta Falcons. Coming up next, you got the Blue Show here on the fan,
0: 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like.
6: Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer.
1: One, two, three,
6: four. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex Got the
2: Buzz Show on the on fans. 680 and 93.7. Get on up. Little JB for you on this on Thursday. Thursday. Seems like a Friday. Get on up. Like
1: a sex machine. Get
2: on up. We're so close, Buck. Yeah, we're getting closer, man. I'm looking forward to Saturday, Georgia and Alabama. And then is that schedule leak we talked about yesterday. We're going to get to see Georgia and Alabama early next season. Uh, late in September, we'll get to see it. That game going down in Tuscaloosa.
3: Not to look too far ahead, and I know that's not a season opening game, but that can give you a little juice to that that whole schedule. That makes the whole season... A little more exciting having a big showdown with Alabama Well, when you got on. two
2: programs playing at that elite level, so consistently you want to too. see it more than just every couple of years. Agreed, yeah. And have to wait all the way until uh, the SEC title game to see it. Yeah, this uh, landscape's going to change big time in college football. 12-team playoff next season.
3: Next year, Buck, are we going to be arguing about 11,
2: th- 12, 13, and 14? Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma in <laughs> the Deep South. It's going to be a lot of fun, too. Yeah, it's changing, man. All right, let's get to some Falcons football.
1: The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football
2: on the fan. Falcons taking on the New York Jets on Sunday up in Jersey. Falcons still favored? Earlier this week, it was two and a half. How about that? Falcons favored on the road against a really good defense. Uh, Jets playing as good a defense as you're going to see in the National Football League. Falcons, one and four on the road. I'm just saying. That's our record on the road. One and four. So if you think they just going to march right into Jersey and take care of the Jets, Falcons a three-point favorite. You might want to think again and, and look at, hey, Falcons, not a lot of, <laughs> we, we've we played on the road five times. We've won once. So I'm not just trying to warn you. That's all. And so I've got the uh, winning game plan for the Falcons. Now I've got some contacts up there at Flowery Branch. They are undercover. I can barely get in up there anymore. I've been so hard on my team. I can barely get through that gate, that security gate they get out front. I don't have the code to the media. Hey, guys, that's blue. Let's get I don't out. have the code to the media door either. But uh, keys to victory for the Falcons. It's a really simple plan. It shouldn't be complicated. So here it is, Falcons. Pound that rock. This is what Art wants to do anyway. Don't overthink this. Give that ball to Bajan Robinson and give it to him a lot. Hand that thing to Tyler Algier and watch him run over people. Hey, get Patterson out there a little bit. Let's give Patterson the ball some. He's running tough. And then if we could just ask Desmond Ritter to not turn the ball over. There's the winning game plan for you right there. And you're thinking, okay, Blue, you just got through saying that Jets defense. Awesome. Well, they're they're not. They're not awesome against the run. That's the the rub here. They're one of the worst run defenses in, in the National Football League. I kid you not. You can't make this stuff up. They're giving up 140 yards rushing a game. Eight games they've allowed over 130 yards rushing, which is our specialty. So hang your hat on that. Run the football. A simple pound the rock. And then ask Desmond Ritter not to turn the ball over twice or three times, four times. Limit his opportunities to turn the ball over. And Des, if you're running toward the end zone, please put the ball in the right arm. Don't be fumbling at the goal line. Try to limit the interceptions. You know, if Des can go up there and and only turn the ball over, say, once, maybe twice... And we run the football. Falcons have got a chance to win. Over and under is 34. So get ready for another boring, low-scoring game like 17-13. Jets offense, terrible. Quarterback play, awful. They've lost four in a row. Can we make it five? We'll find out Sunday afternoon.
1: Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955.
2: Again, that Falcons talk brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Want to give a shout out to Coach Mike White and that Georgia basketball team. Stayed up late and watched them beat the Seminoles down in Tallahassee last night. Bulldogs were down 17 with seven minutes to play. And came back and won. Justin Hill with the game winner. And I'm so excited. We're going to load up and go see the dogs play Tech next Tuesday in Athens. And let me just say, if you saw on the ACC network that victory last night, you saw Road Dog getting all kind of TV exposure courtside. Road Dog. All over the TV set.
5: They kept throwing the ball in right in front of me, so I kept getting in there. (laughs) Well, you never picked your nose. I thought you did well. I did get a text saying, are you going to stop eating popcorn anytime Uh, tonight? (laughs) Looked like you were paying attention. All right, that's going to do
2: it for the Baloo Show today. We appreciate you hanging out. Let's do it again tomorrow, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Nick
0: and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck.